today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The Rogers Hometown Hockey Tour travels to downtown Oakville this weekend. Festivities include uh, hosts Ron McLean and Tara Sloan being there, NHL alumni Daryl Sintler, Adam Graves, Darcy Tucker. Uh, there's fun for the whole family. It all wraps up on Sunday afternoon at 184 Church Street in Oakville with an outdoor viewing party of the Vancouver Canucks New York Rangers hockey game. That should be a good one. Hockey Night in Canada's Ron McLean joins us now. Ron, good morning. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm fine yourself. I'm great. Just looking forward to a, a home. To, my hometown in my town is going to be a, a lovely chance not to have to travel. And uh, it's really funny. We've been shooting all kinds of digital and social media stuff because it's my town. I kind of feel like I know too much, and it'll never make the telecast. So we've been doing our best to augment the show on Sunday with a, a bunch of social media and uh, internet stuff. Oakville, obviously very close to your heart. Uh, that's what you call home, and, and it's such a special place because there's so many special athletes that come from Oakville uh, or, or, who've, or have made their home Oakville. Donovan Bailey, Mike Vanderjat, Steve Christie, uh, Steve Mason of the Winnipeg Jets, Vic Hadfield, part of the broadcast as well. What's, what's in the water in Oakville? Well, you're right. Uh, Sandra Post, the golfer, was here. Otto and Marie Jelnick, world champion figure skaters. Kara Lang and Deanna Matheson are two great soccer players for our country, and there's an unbelievable tradition of paddling. We have four canoe or kayak uh, paddlers who have won Olympic medals, Larry Kane out of Vancouverton, John Wood, and Mark Oldershaw. So it's a, you know, its proximity to Hamilton and Toronto is probably its strength. Uh, we have uh, a great population base and uh, and a great sport community like minor hockey in Oakville. There's the Hornets, the women's Hornets have over a thousand girls registered, and the boys, uh, the Rangers, have over three thousand kids playing minor hockey. So if they all come to the festival, I don't know what we're going to do. But it's a, <laughs> it's a sports mad community. It's a, a bedroom community, and uh, it's built around uh, the infrastructure of, of culture and sports. So that's probably what it is. Another uh, famous team from the Oakville area, the Oakville Blades, going to be part of the broadcast too. Right. We're going to, Tara Sloan and I will be there for a puck drop tonight, and uh, they're actually the top team in the loop right now, so they're having a fantastic season, the great chemistry on the blades, and uh, another neat connection, uh, Tara's got a sit-down interview with Harrison Brown, the first transgender professional athlete, plays in the North American Women's Hockey League, and he's going to be interviewed in our first intermission of the Rangers Canucks broadcast, uh, but he attended Appleby College, and there are so many women, Brianne Jenner, uh, Jillian Saulnier, but Brianne's an Oakvillian uh, who's won gold at Sochi and will play again in South Korea. They have about, I'd say, 12 players from Appleby College have suited up for Team Canada. And Paul Henderson, the great Paul Henderson, is going to be on the broadcast as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a real rich uh, story this weekend. Another famous Oakville native, uh, James Hinchcliffe, is going to be part of the broadcast too. Which and we had to pick from all those ones we mentioned, and Tara went go karting with James, and he's just fantastic. I see him on Lakeshore every so often, and he's just such a down to earth uh, superstar. Uh, really glad that James will be a part of the telecast. And uh, my wife Carrie, the other kind of neat story that we're going to tell Rick is uh, the story of Doctor Enamder saved my wife's life five years ago. She suffered a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot to either the lungs or the heart, and Carrie had a blood clot scare. Uh, the firefighters and paramedics blew through the door at our home and got her to hospital. The firefighters then came to a hockey rink nearby where I was playing beer league hockey, and they told me that Carrie's gone to hospital, you better get there. And so I was in emergency that night and watched Dr. Enamder do his magic, uh, and it really was. I walked in, and there was two doctors and seven nurses working on Carrie, and she had nine different bags of intravenous drips, medicines pouring into her arms, and she was shaking like a leaf, throwing up, and uh, her blood pressure was 30 over 15, and it's a 
miracle she didn't have a heart attack and die on the spot. Dr. Enamber somehow managed to do the treatment that saved her life. So that story will be in the second intermission Sunday. That's amazing. How's she doing now? She's good. She had uh, a good thing about a blood clot, although you can be uh, genetically predisposed to clotting, and they'll usually, right after you have a scare like that, they do the testing, and Carrie discovered she was not predisposed to clotting. Uh, Hers had been the result of a long-haul flight to Vietnam. She had gone on a 16-hour flight, and that's where she got the clot in her leg that eventually migrated to her heart and lungs. Um, But she had PTSD. That was the the one thing that came out of it, Rick, for about a year to two. She was afraid at night. She was afraid in the car in the rain. Um, Carrie had always been a really strong, uh, she has a master's degree in rec admin, and she was always a very, you know, strong woman, and that really buckled her. And so she, she often says, as much as she will always be grateful to Dr. Enamder and the staff at the hospital, she really appreciates some of the treatment she received thereafter for her post-traumatic, uh, might be meditation, it might be psychology. Uh, she had a lot of people sort of navigate the next two years, and now it's five years down the line, and she's never forgotten it and never will. And she leads her life with great care as a result of her you know, understanding of the scarcity of life. Um, but she got through the hardest part uh, with the help of a lot of people, and we'll try to thank them on Sunday. You're uh, usually putting together features or doing interviews with, with other people. What's it like having now your wife part of the broadcast? Yeah, it's um, well, as we always try to do in our business, right, Rick, is to let your guest be the star. So in this case, it's the story of Oakville, and uh, I think both of us just want it really to be a, a way to to acknowledge Dr. Enamder and medical professionals everywhere. So there's a, really that three-pronged approach, the paramedic, the firefighter, uh, and then the doctors and nurses uh, at the hospital. Um, it, it's, it's, it's easy when you put it in that sort of context that it's a thank you card to, to your community. The show is about celebrating, and we lived in Ancaster, so I mean it was the same when we did the final show last year in Hamilton. Um, I can still see, you know, Cam Talbot's had a tough start to the season, but I can remember being with his mom, and it just always feels so authentic and so backyard, uh, and that's what it's going to be, of course, in a, in a very real sense Sunday this year. We're chatting with uh, Hockey Night in Canada's Ron McLean. The Rogers Hometown Hockey Tour travels to downtown Oakville this weekend, uh, tomorrow and on Sunday. Uh, 184 Church Street is the address, a host of uh, NHL celebrities going to be there. Uh, you mentioned backyard. There's also a segment about a backyard hockey rink that Sam Gagne is involved in. Right, John Tavares. Uh, it's funny, I brought the Oakville Beavers, our small newspaper here in Oakville. I brought a copy of the Oakville Beaver to the Olympics in Atlanta, Georgia in 96 because there was a cover story on Donovan Bailey. And I said to Donovan, this is good luck for you, Donovan. You're going to win the gold medal. And he did. And so then I brought the Oakville Beaver newspaper to Athens in 2004 because there had been a story on Adam Vancouverton. And I said, this will be good luck for you, Adam. <laughs> and sure enough, he won the gold medal. And then I brought it again to Russia, uh, Sochi. I brought a copy uh, for John Tavares, who lived in Oakville, and uh, I said, this will be good luck. Now, unfortunately, John had a knee injury during the uh, quarterfinals of those Olympics, but he still went away with a gold medal. So John is, uh, you know, has skated for uh, a long time as part of his minor hockey here in Oakville. He would go over to Dave Gagne's backyard rink, and Sam and uh, John, I always remember Dave had played in the NHL, and he said, my hands are better now that I'm retired because I'm playing with these two kids than when I played in the National Hockey League. And we could hear the clanging. It's not far from my home where Dave lived. Uh, and I could hear the clanging of the you know pucks going off the boards. And I knew that oh, there's Tavares and Gagne again. And paid a, it paid dividends, that's for sure. Is there any articles that the Oakville Beaver has written about the Maple Leafs that you can take to them? I know. To, to... <laughs> the problem is they'll win a gold medal. <laughs> we need them to win the Stanley Cup. But, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's funny. Superstitions, uh, 
Mike Babcock, coach of the Leafs in 94, was almost out of his career. He'd been fired twice in the Western Hockey League, and he was now coaching in Lethbridge. And they were in the playoffs in the second game. They were down one nothing in the series, and they were the favorites, and they were down into overtime in the second game. And if they lose that night, he's done. So he went into the dressing room to give a pep talk to the team before OT. And as he was about to speak, a trainer's telephone rang in a little cubicle next to the dressing room, and the trainer quickly ran in up the receiver, slammed it down to stop the phone from ringing, and Babcock said, who's calling now? And the trainer said, it was God, Mike, he wants us to win tonight. And the guys all <laughs> laughed at that, and they went out loose as a goose and scored in the first two minutes. And from that moment on, all the way in the playoffs that year, 1994, Babcock would send one of his coaches to a pay telephone with 25 cents to call the trainer's phone and have it ring whenever they needed a win. So it's amazing how superstition it often works. That's phenomenal. Two questions that many hockey fans, at least on this side of the border, have are what's wrong with the Habs and what's going on with the Oilers? Well, Kelly Rudy was on uh, Tim and Sid last night and did a fantastic job of breaking down uh, what's happened to Edmonton. He said, uh, in Kelly's experience, Dean Lombardi, a general manager with whom he worked in San Jose and who won two Stanley Cups in Los Angeles, always understood that when you try to recapture last year, you're in for a fall. Uh, you really have to be thinking new uh, and uh, change things up when you move into a new season. And Kelly feels the Oilers got caught in the trap of trying to replicate what they had been a year ago. Uh, and in that mindset, they couldn't sort of create new challenges for themselves and get back on the bit. Uh, so he thinks that's their problem. And uh, I'm not sure if it's salvageable. They're a quarter way into the season and they may have dug a hole too deep, but the league's so tight that possibly they can get back on track. Uh, as for uh, Montreal, um, you know, if I was to pinpoint the problem with them, it's you know, they're not that far away from being uh, competitive. Uh, but I think, uh, as uh, Nick Kiprios was pointing out last Saturday night, it looks like Max Pacioretty is just in a, in a deep well, and he's the captain, and with his struggles sort of goes the team's struggles. I think they miss a point uh, puck-moving defenseman that you know they obviously had in P.K. Subban, and uh, they're trying to find that, because all the good teams seem to have that Duncan Keith or somebody to carry the mail, Brent Burns, uh, you know, those kinds of defensemen are, are hard to find, and Montreal just seems to be struggling to move the puck out of their own end. But when they get Carey Price back, they're not that bad. They're, you know, nobody's that deep in the NHL, so I don't think they're, you know, in the class of now Toronto has moved into this uh, upper echelon, but certainly Tampa and Pittsburgh are the elite teams in the East. Montreal will be life and death to make the playoffs, but they're not as bad as they've been. Apart from those two surprises, Vegas continuing to surprise. I mean, they're still leading their division, which, you know, obviously after a hot start helped them, but, uh, I mean, they've been consistently good. And that's, you know, five goaltenders they've used. Um, they're just... Uh, when you have, uh, they're the misfits, right? They're all players who were unloaded by their teams in the uh, draft, and and they have a, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and they're playing like it. They they are playing so invested. Uh, they have the support of a new uh, scene. Um, they're energized. They have a great coach, um, but uh, you know they're clearly uh, punching above their weight right now. And I I think again because the league's so even, uh, you it's so easy to lose. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are a good club, and they've been beaten this week by Arizona and Florida. Um, so anybody can beat anybody, and nobody, I think, was ready for Vegas. Uh, and I think they're you know, leading a bit of a charmed existence because of that. Uh, as teams are now starting to get beaten by the Coyotes when they take that team for granted, uh, I think everybody is kind of getting caught with Vegas, not truly appreciating how hard they're going to come out and play that night. And If they can keep it up, great. Um, but I think that's you know, 
know, I, I remember in the West, Calgary and Edmonton were the elite teams, and Winnipeg every other year would be great because they'd have a bad year and people would take them for granted and then they'd lose to the Jets. But the following year, when they thought they were a good team, teams would show up. It'll be interesting to see come, you know, the grind of January, February, especially if, if Vegas is still in the mix. And if they are, you know, more power to them. You mentioned Duncan Keith, and uh, I read an article, I think it was this morning or the other day, that he feels 22 and thinks he can play until he's 45, pulling off a Yarmir Yager. Are you surprised that these guys can continue to play at that level for so long? You know, it's funny because the game has seemingly been uh, usurped by youth, right? It's like Austin Matthews can walk in and dominate at the NHL level, Brock Besser in Vancouver, but saying that, uh, you need that experience. Wisdom is an incredible gift in the NHL because the game's so fast, you need to know how to read the game, and it takes time. Uh, that's where I say Montreal's missing that component right now a little bit on their blue line. Uh, they tried to get it. They picked up Alsner from Washington, and uh, it just they just don't seem to have guys that can skate with the puck well enough. Um, and right now, they're running all over the ice because they're losing. Um, but I, in Vancouver, they brought in Thomas Vanek, and they brought in Sam Gagne, and they brought in uh, Louis Erickson, who's turning the corner and finally playing well for them. And I know Bo, Bo Horvat, we were in St. Thomas last year where he played some of his uh, junior hockey. Uh, he's just so grateful for the experienced players and what they bring. And Duncan Keith, you know, he can, like Chris Chelios before him, he can play forever because he's a kind of an effortless skater uh, and he's just so smart. Uh, that That's probably the, the key to survival is uh, if you can do it, you know, as long as you know how to move the puck, it'll always go faster than anybody can skate. So, I think he'll play for a long time. We're chatting with uh, Hockey Night in Canada's Ron McLean here on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in for Bill today. The Rogers Hometown Hockey Tour in Oakville this weekend, both tomorrow and on Sunday. And uh, festivities include Daryl Sittler, Adam Graves will be there, Darcy Tucker, Vic Hatfield will be there, uh, a host of others. Uh, should be a phenomenal uh, event. Is this? We know that athletes in certain circumstances circle games or circle events on their calendar. Is this one that you've been circling on? Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I obviously, I've been really uh, getting a great joy out of uh, telling Oakville stories for the social media component, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, because uh, there's just so much rich history, both on the Olympic sporting side of it and on the hockey side of it. Uh, so I, I was excited for that, for sure. But, you know, there's just such joy in learning new stories that when I was in St. Thomas, I remember last week thinking, good grief, what are we going to talk about in St. Thomas? And when I got there, I realized we needed two weeks to tell the story properly. <laughs> it's it's just mind-blowing, uh, Rick, how Grand Falls, Windsor, Newfoundland last year, when I went there, takes three flights. I left on a Sunday morning, flew to Halifax, flew to uh, St. John's, flew to Gander, and then drove for 90 minutes to get to this little spot in central Newfoundland. And I could not believe the stories. Uh, they ended up winning the Allen Cup last year, and the first Newfoundlander to play in the NHLs from there, and it just went on and on. And so I, I, I love my town, of course, uh, but I really enjoy going out and learning about uh, how deep and rich the story is, the hockey story elsewhere in the country. You have another one coming up in Windsor next week, which should be a lot of fun because they have a deep hockey history too. Um, incredible. And, uh, you know, the whole golden horseshoe, that's one of the joys of my career is I was a referee, and I used to referee at the Dave Andrew Chuck Arena, the Kilty Bees, and then they became the Red Wings. And yeah, it's just, uh, I can remember seeing players in, with the Thorold Blackhawks and uh, just guys graduating. Danny Paez now, he's a well in flame who's now going to probably play for a national team at the Olympics. And yeah, around this loop, uh, it's just such a uh, devout hockey community that uh, it's great anytime we're able to 
celebrate here. Sunday's highlight, too. Pretty good hockey game between the Canucks and Rangers. Two good teams that have, uh, well, I mean, the Rangers started out uh, not so well, but they've really picked it up. And Vancouver, I think, has been one of the surprises this year, too. Yeah, the Travis Green has done an exceptional yeah. job. When I was at the... Uh, Oakville Sports Hall of Fame yesterday shooting some stuff uh, that's at the Queen Elizabeth Park Community Center that we have our little Oakville Sporting Hall of Fame and I was doing a story on Rob Zamner who won the world championships in 1997 and he, he tells the story of how his coach Andy Murray put a map of Canada in the dressing room and asked each of the players to go over and place a pin over their hometown and then when telegrams or correspondence would come in they would put it under the pin and Rob just remembered how cool it was to see all the towns in Canada represented on a Canadian map, and it was one of his greatest victories. And the guy that led them in scoring when they won the gold that year was Travis Green. And he has done an incredible job with the Vancouver Canucks. And the other coach, Alain Vigneault, did an unbelievable job when he was in Vancouver, and he's now doing it in New York. He's a he's an exceptional coach, Vigneault. Uh, so it's a great matchup, and we've got Adam Graves, who played uh, for the Rangers, and he still works for them on the telecast, and he's got the sort of inside story on that team. And um, you know, he's a devout Mark Messier guy, so we'll be able to share the Messier. One of his greatest goals was when he came back into New York with the Vancouver Canucks. So lots, lots of opportunities this Sunday. It's going to be a lot of great features. going to be uh, great uh, weather-wise as well. Looks like it's going to hold up. Uh, have fun this weekend, Ron. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, total pleasure, Rick. Thank you. Ron McLean, Hockey Night in Canada, legendary host. And again, the Rogers Hometown Hockey Tour in Oakville this weekend. Ron McLean will be there. Tara Sloan will be there. NHL alumni, uh, Daryl Sittler, Adam Graves, Darcy Tucker, uh, Vic Hadfield, Paul Henderson's going to be there. Uh, there's an outdoor viewing party, the Vancouver Canucks, New York Rangers game, uh, all happening in Oakville uh, Saturday and Sunday, 184 Church Street. That is right down Town. Great stories from Ron, as always. And again, you can uh, see him on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday as well. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.